This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So what's on our plate today? Sweet potato. With Thanksgiving around the corner, we thought we'd dish out some surprising history and debunk some American myths about one of the holiday's favorite foods, the sweet potato. By any other name, it would taste as sweet. But while many Americans might know the orange-fleshed sweet potato varieties as yams, they are not the same thing, not even biologically close. But the difference between a sweet potato and a yam is a mystery to most Americans. In fact, it's pretty likely that most of us have never even eaten a real yam. Yams are big, starchy, dry tubers that are generally white-fleshed. They are native to Africa, where they are mainly commercially grown today. The word yam even comes from its African name, niyami, N-Y-A-M-I. A rare import here in the U.S., yams are typically only found in specialized markets. Everything produced and sold in the U.S. as a quote-unquote yam is really a sweet potato, just like those candied yams on your table this holiday. The sweet potato is a member of the Morning Glory family, and it grows tuberous roots below a mass of flowering vines, with the edible sweet potato being the enlarged root. Today, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of varieties of sweet potato grown around the world, varying in color from white to golden brown, copper red to purple, and having sugary sweet flesh that ranges from white to yellow or orange and even mauve or deep magenta purple. Here in the U.S., there are two main types of sweet potatoes, one with golden skin, firm white flesh, and a dry, crumbly texture, and the other with copper skin, an orange flesh that is moist, sweet, and soft. All sweet potato varieties generally have the same cylindrical shape with tapered ends, And though they may vary in size, they are much smaller than true yams. So when did the sweet potato steal the yam's identity and why? The confusion started around the middle of the 20th century. The common varieties of American sweet potatoes at the time had white flesh. So when a newcomer hit the market with orange flesh, people wanted a term to differentiate the two main types, soft orange flesh versus firm lighter flesh. So, Colonial America borrowed a word brought over by slaves, who recognized that the sweet potato looked similar to the yams they knew in Africa, hence they called them by the same familiar name. Marketers ran with it, and the name yam was commercially applied to the orange-fleshed sweet potato in order to distinguish it from the others, even though, ironic enough, yams usually have white flesh. This misnomer has continued to this day. Orange varieties are still called yams and are even labeled as such in stores, even though, botanically and culinary speaking, they are sweet potatoes. There may not be much to do to change the mind of generations who have always known sweet potatoes as yams. Try bringing it up at the Thanksgiving table and see who stands staunchly behind the starch imposters. 
but we can educate ourselves and upcoming generations to hopefully set the record straight. Oh, and about that, there is one more thing to clarify. Sweet potatoes are not simply sweet potatoes, as in potatoes that are sweet. Actually, they aren't related to the standard potato at all and are as different from potatoes as carrots are. Standard Irish or white potatoes are in the nightshade family. They are tubers, which are thickened stems, and are essentially carb storage tanks for the plant. Sweet potatoes of the morning glory family, however, are a true root. Recognizing the difference between the two and the potential confusion to come from the name, the National Sweet Potato Collaborators Group and the National Sweet Potato Association endorsed spelling sweet potato as one word in 1989. It didn't quite catch on, and in the modern lexicon, sweet potato is spelled as two words, although both spellings are widely accepted as correct. But no matter which way you spell it, the sweet potato is strongly associated with Thanksgiving, but it's also a staple for many millions in Asia and across the Pacific. And while sweet potatoes may seem as American as Thanksgiving, researchers and historians have long debated whether the sweet potato's plant family, the Morning Glory family, originated in the old world or the new. Some new research suggests that the sweet potato may have originated in Asia, and much earlier than previously known. However, for now, researchers mainly claim that the sweet potato is native to tropical Central and South America. Despite any debates over the exact origin, there is no doubt that the sweet potato has a rich history as one of the oldest vegetables known to mankind. 10,000-year-old wild forms of sweet potato have been found in Peruvian caves, and evidence shows the crop being cultivated by native South Americans for at least 5,000 years. By the time Christopher Columbus arrived in the New World in the late 15th century, sweet potatoes were well-established as food plants in South and Central America. Columbus brought the sweet potato home to Europe, and from there it traveled in the hands of the Spanish and Portuguese, who brought it to China in the 16th century then spread like wildfire throughout Asia, Africa, and Latin America during the 17th and 18th centuries because of its hardy nature and adaptability, and because its planting material can be easily and rapidly multiplied from just a few roots. It made its way back to the New World, the northern part, that is, by the 18th century, if not a little earlier, when it was introduced to the U.S. Today, sweet potatoes are grown in more developing countries than any other root crop and are one of the most important carbohydrate crops in those regions. They are widely cultivated in tropical and warm-temperate climates around the world, and are an important food crop in the southeastern United States, tropical America, the Caribbean, the warm Pacific Islands, the East Indies, India, China, and Japan. Yet during the sweet potato's transmission around the globe, it became clear that this may not have been the plant's first world tour. When Europeans first arrived in Polynesia in the 1500s, sweet potatoes from Peru had already been a staple food there for hundreds of years. Not only was sweet potato a staple in the diet of Hawaii, New Zealand, and the Easter Islands, it was also available in multiple varieties. Carbonized remains have been found in the Cook Islands dating back circa 1000 CE, but the timestamp isn't what has scientists scratching their heads. It's how they got there. Many agree that the sweet potatoes in Polynesia were of Peruvian origin, but how did they travel west across the ocean from Latin America? Could it have done so on its own? Maybe. Seeds could have hitched a ride on a natural raft of seaweed or wood, or traveled by way of birds. 
But sweet potatoes are usually propagated using cuttings and slips, not seeds. This fact alone has led many to suspect that the transfer of sweet potatoes from Peru to Polynesia was person to person. After all, the Polynesians were legendary seafarers. But that would mean they managed to make it to South America and home, bringing back nothing but sweet potatoes as evidence of this incredible journey. All other crops found by Europeans on the islands were of Asian origin. Peruvians were not so well known for maritime exploration and normally stuck close to shore. But perhaps a few brave adventurers took to the sea and made the journey west and decided to bring sweet potatoes along for the ride. Still, neither possibility above has been deemed certifiably possible, though the Polynesians making the journey is of more popular opinion. And in theory, an unmanned raft loaded with roots could also have accidentally drifted out to sea and made its way over to the islands, delivering a surprise new crop. While proof of direct contact between Polynesians and South Americans in pre-Magellan times is far from fixed, there is one more elusive clue that makes historians wonder. It's the similarity of the names for sweet potato in both Polynesian and Quechua, an Andean language indigenous to Peru. In Polynesia, the word for sweet potato is kumala, and in Peru, it's kumal. Maybe a big coincidence, or maybe a subtle hint at human contact. And so, the unassuming sweet potato has sparked heated debates for scientists, historians, anthropologists, and botanists worldwide since its very beginning, which is also, in and of itself, a debated topic. Like I said, many wonder if the plant's introduction into parts of Asia was really a reintroduction, just like in Polynesia. But just like the sweet potato circled back to the New World, we too will return our story to North America. As Europeans colonized the Southeast United States, they took their sweet potato production seriously, as the crop was not only easy to grow and store in warm climates, but it was also full of important nutrients. They rank as one of the healthiest vegetables because of their high levels of vitamin A, C, iron, potassium, and fiber. The orange-fleshed varieties are also an excellent source of the vitamin A precursor beta-carotene, which our bodies turn into vitamin A. They are packed with complex carbs, which the body uses for energy, and they also offer antioxidants, which are three times more concentrated in the skin than the flesh. No surprise, then, that the sweet potato became an extremely important source of nourishment in the southeast U.S. during the Revolutionary and Civil Wars, especially during times of famine. Today, domestic sweet potato production is still largely concentrated in the southeast, namely Louisiana, Mississippi, and North Carolina, with some additional cultivation out west here in California. The sweet potato is a nutritional powerhouse teeming with culinary possibilities. And today, we enjoy sweet potatoes in both savory and sweet applications. They are served as a cooked vegetable in whole or mashed form and can be baked, roasted, steamed, boiled, simmered, or fried. They are even used as pie filling, pairing well with spices like nutmeg, cinnamon, and allspice, and the sweet flavors of maple syrup or brown sugar. Sweet potato can be thinly sliced and sautéed for use in casseroles, ratatouille, or lasagna cubed and simmered in soup, chili, or coconut curries, or cut into wedges and fried, served with your favorite dipping sauce. You can load up a baked sweet potato with sweet or savory toppings, or add it to bread, cake, or even smoothie recipes. Sweet potato is often grilled over hot coals as a popular street food in China, Korea, and Japan, 
where it has also long been grown for drying and for the manufacturing of starch and alcohol. And of course, you can make quote-unquote candied yams, or rather candied sweet potatoes. By any name, this mashed sweet potato and marshmallow casserole that you're sure to see come Thanksgiving will taste just as sweet. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Bye.